No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we will see where Moses reviews Israel's history with them, including their failures, his intercessions, and the giving of a second set of stone tablets. It's a case for God's grace. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. There are few things more irritating than self-righteousness. This was the attitude that Jesus had the hardest time dealing with in the religious leaders. But self-righteousness was foreseen centuries earlier in the law. Moses warned the people that when they went into the promised land, they shouldn't think that it was because of their righteousness. The truth was that they were a rebellious and stiff-necked people. They inherited a good land because of God's grace. But it is also true that if it hadn't been for Moses' prayers, they wouldn't have lived long enough to ever see the land of Canaan. They received God's grace, but it was in large part due to the intercession of Moses. The reason Moses had to intercede for them was because of their numerous transgressions against the Lord. At Mount Sinai, they made a golden calf and worshipped it as God. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 22. Also in Taborah and Massa and Kibroth, Hateavah, you provoked the Lord to wrath. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, then you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and you did not believe him nor obey his voice. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day that I knew you. At Taborah, the people complained, and the fire of the Lord burned among them. It's not even recorded what they complained about. Massa means temptation. There they tempted the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The reason they said that was because they didn't have enough water. At Kibroth Hateava, the people got sick of manna and craved meat. God sent them quail, but he also struck them with a plague. Kibroth Hateava means graves of craving. And then at Kadesh Barnea, the people became discouraged when they heard the report from the spies of the giants and the fortified cities in the promised land. They failed to go in and take the land because of their unbelief. And that resulted in an additional 38 years of wandering in the wilderness. Now, Moses' point in bringing up these four instances of national failure was to prove to them that they had been rebellious against the Lord for as long as he had known them. They must not think that it was because of their righteousness that God had chosen them and was giving them the good land of Canaan. It was because of the wickedness of the seven nations that they were dispossessing, God's promise to the patriarchs, and because of his amazing grace. Verse 25, Thus I prostrated myself before the Lord forty days and forty nights, 
I kept prostrating myself because the Lord had said he would destroy you. Therefore, I prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord God, do not destroy your people and your inheritance, whom you have redeemed through your greatness, whom you have brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do not look on the stubbornness of this people or on their wickedness or their sin, lest the land from which you brought us should say, because the Lord was not able to bring them to the land which he promised them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to kill them in the wilderness. Yet they are your people and your inheritance whom you brought out by your mighty power and by your outstretched arm. When we think of Moses, we think of him going before Pharaoh, bringing many plagues and leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Or we think of him raising his staff over the Red Sea so that the waters parted and the people crossed on dry ground. Or we think of him receiving the law from Mount Sinai. But I believe the greatest act of Moses was his intercession for the nation. On at least two different occasions, he saved Israel from destruction by standing in the gap and praying for them. I believe this is his greatest act because it's what the Lord Jesus Christ does for us. As our high priest in heaven, the Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us. I am humbled by the intercessory prayers of Moses. After the children of Israel made the golden calf, he interceded for them for 40 days and 40 nights. He was face down before the Lord, pleading with God that he would pardon their iniquity. Now, earlier when they made the golden calf, the Lord told Moses, your people whom you brought out of Egypt have acted corruptly. But Moses said, do not destroy your people. This is like what my wife and I would say to each other and one of our children would misbehave. You need to correct your son. What do you mean my son? That's your son. But Moses said, really God, they are your inheritance whom you redeemed from Egypt. The idea was that if God destroyed them now, then he would be destroying his own inheritance. Second, Moses reminded the Lord of the promise he made to the patriarchs that he would give the land of Canaan to their descendants. Now he had to make good on his promise. And third, Moses told the Lord that the Egyptians would say that he brought them out of Egypt, but he couldn't finish what he began. The Egyptians would accuse the Lord of hating the children of Israel and luring them into the desert to destroy them. Think about your reputation with the nations, God. Moses' intercession stands as an epic example of how to move the hand of God, or in this case, how to stay the hand of God from bringing judgment. I wish I could imitate Moses' example. I sense in my spirit that when it comes to saving our nation, when it comes to seeing revival break out in our nation, it will only come through much intercessory prayer. And how we need intercessors with hearts like Moses, 
who will stand in the gap and pray for our God to bring an outpouring of his spirit of grace upon our nation rather than judging us for our transgressions. We need revival in our country, but the precursor to revival is Moses-like fervent intercession from the servants of God. Chapter 10. At that time, the Lord said to me, Hew for yourself two tablets of stone like the first and come up to me on the mountain and make yourself an ark of wood. And I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke and you shall put them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood, hewed two tablets of stone like the first and went up the mountain having two tablets in my hand. And he wrote on the tablets, according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord had spoken to you in the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them to me. And then I turned and came down from the mountain and put the tablets in the ark which I had made. And there they are, just as the Lord commanded me. Now, when Moses had come down the mountain and seen the golden calf, He broke the original set of stone tablets, signifying that the people had broken their covenant with the Lord. So the Lord told Moses to carve out another set to bring with him up the mountain, and the Lord would inscribe these with the Ten Commandments as he had done the first time. God also instructed Moses to make an ark or a box from acacia wood. After Moses received the second set of stone tablets, he put them inside the ark. Now, the lid of the ark was called the mercy seat. It was made of solid gold, and this covered the law. The blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat on the Day of Atonement. What a beautiful picture of how God covers over our violations of his holy law because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 6. Now the children of Israel journeyed from the wells of Benijaikin to Mosirah, where Aaron died, and where he was buried. And Eleazar his son ministered as priest in his stead. From there they journeyed to Gadgoda, and from Gadgoda to Jotbatha, a land of rivers of water. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister to him, and to bless in his name to this day. Therefore, Levi has no portion nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance, just as the Lord your God promised him. Moses reminds the people of various events that occurred on their wilderness journey. The tribe of Levi were the priests. They didn't receive an inheritance in the promised land because the Lord was their inheritance. Now, under the new covenant, we no longer have need of priests, for Jesus is our high priest. According to 1 Peter 2.9, we have been made a royal priesthood so that we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We don't have to go through a priest to have access to God. By faith in Jesus Christ, we can go directly to the throne of grace to receive mercy and help in our time of need. 
verse 10. As at the first time, I stayed in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. The Lord also heard me at that time, and the Lord chose not to destroy you. Then the Lord said to me, Arise, begin your journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. The result of Moses' intercession is that God spared the people and forgave them. The Lord listened to a man and brought the people into the promised land. I sometimes wonder what wonderful things could be accomplished if we would give ourselves to the ministry of earnest intercession. I also wonder what things have not been accomplished because there were no intercessors. In Ezekiel, God said that he searched for someone who would stand in the gap, but he found no one. May we pray that God would raise up intercessors at this time who will move the hand of the one who moves the world. And may we say with Isaiah, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence and your goodness We thank you that you are a God who hears the prayers of people. And we pray that you would raise up intercessors to plead with you for a great outpouring of your spirit. Lord, bring revival to your church in these days and bring a great awakening to our nation. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, please go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. With 613 commandments in the law, how would someone know which ones are most important? Tomorrow, we will see where Moses instructs the people in the main thing that God requires of them. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.